Well, hello. Welcome to GeekShowPodcast.com. I am your I am your host, Carrie Jackson. X96.com. Check it out. <laughs> and uh, Zach Shutt, super producer and super villain is here. ZachShutt.com. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Voot. Voot. <laughs> uh, listen, we're just uh, – before we get to the episode called Jedi Mind Rape, uh, we had a couple of things we wanted to tell you about, that uh, last-minute things that happened. Uh, text the word geek to Zach Shutt's text club. That's uh, 53318. Correct. And uh, in the next day or so, he's going to be uh, at random bouncing back a message to you mm-hmm. saying, come pick up your prize along that line. We have run of engagement passes for paranormal activity, which, uh, God, how would you like to have been the guy who spent $11,000 making that <laughs> and now looking at the box office take? Wow. Mm. Uh, so we've got run of engagement passes for paranormal activity. And this is the Salt Lake area, folks. I'm sorry. I know about half of our downloads are out of the Salt Lake area. Sorry. But uh, uh, also we have tickets to Anime Bonsai. Bonsai! Bonsai! Uh, Anime Bonsai. Go to animebonsai.org and uh, take a look at all the stuff that they've got going on this weekend. It's uh, the 16th through the 18th at the Sheraton Hotel in Salt Lake. Believe it or not, pretty large anime community in the area. Very large. Which means sexy chicks dressed up as Sailor Moon. I'll be there. <laughs> How old am I? I'm making a Sailor Moon reference. Uh, yeah, I think we are going to be there. Are we going to have some T-shirts to sell, our new naughty T-shirts? Uh, yeah, that's the plan. We'll have some T-shirts one way or another. Oh. Um, it's going to happen. Yeah, Between 2 and 5 yeah. on Saturday, we mm-hmm. will be there, uh, Zach and I. And uh, Sue said she's going to help, my lovely wife, Ooh. who will fit right in being Asian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or she'll be embarrassed as hell for her people. I don't know. Uh, it's it's going to be a great thing. Go to animebonsai.org and take a look at all the stuff they got going. And uh, we'll see you there. Also, want to remind you about 4 Plus Brewing Geek Show Movie Night. Yes, there is a sponsor. For Success. Uh, 4 Plus Brewing, which uh, is a, a local brewery. A lot of great stuff. Did you? Well, I tried. <laughs> I tried the product uh, at the taping. There's one called Pumpkin. They a get pumpkin, a pumpkin brew? ale just yeah. in time for Halloween and Thanksgiving. Right, that is. Uh, but uh, Four Plus Brewing is now uh, paying for movie nights, so we want to thank them for that. We'll have a uh, Four Plus Brewing uh, special on movie nights at Brewbies, so be sure to join us October 25th at 5 p.m. The movies will be Shaun of the Dead and Return of the Living Dead, the first one. There was some confusion about which one we were going to run. So there you go. That'll be uh, the Halloween show at uh, 4 Plus Brewing Geek Show Movie Night. That's the name of it right now. Uh, Wear your costume. We've got a costume contest. I will. A chance for you to test drive your Halloween costume because it's on the 25th. What what is your costume? Uh, I'm going to get some ideas from this anime bonsai convention. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. Sailor Moon? Are you kidding me? I would like to see you in a Sailor Moon costume. I'm getting laid, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you have your new place. <laughs> My new pad. Your new place. I'm so excited. We talk about this in the episode. We found out that uh, Zach has a bachelor pad. And we all give him a little advice. The episode is, am I leaving out anything? Uh, uh, you no. can buy our dirty t-shirts uh, in the store section of geekshowpodcast.com. Right. Uh, thanks to PC Laptops, Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. All that. Mm-hmm. We're good to go. The good name of the episode is Jedi Mind Rape. Pleased mm. to enjoy. Hey, welcome back to the basement, everyone. Oh, thanks. Oh. How 
lose everyone. I just read a crappy $8 comic. I'm splendid. Boy, that, was, that was bad. It was really that bad? It's, yeah. You guys? Uh, the, the art was subpar. The story was all over the place. And uh, Is it uh, just a self-publishing job? Yes. Camera, that, would you? Is it self-publishing? It um, is. And, and, and who did this? Terrence Zadunich. Oh, the guy that did uh, Repo the Genetic Opera and, yeah. and actually played the Repo Man, didn't he? He did. In that movie, which, and I enjoyed Repo. Yeah. I'm probably the only person uh, in the country he, who did. He but. actually co-wrote the movie and co-wrote all the songs. Right. And, you know, it's not the greatest uh, movie in the world, but Anthony Stewart Head as a, a organ harvesting nutcase is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this book, The Molting, illustrated series by Terrence Zudnich, uh, Jeff said, anybody want to check it out? It took about five minutes for me to read. Mm-hmm. And from an illustrator's background, the art was okay. Uh, writing sucked, and for eight bucks, seriously. Um, what what makes him think? That, what makes him think that eight bucks is? Uh, I mean, what if it's, it's self-publishing, he's probably just trying to get his money back. Right? I understand uh, that, but uh, you know, frankly, web comic. I thought the web best yeah. part about yeah. it was the the self-published comic smell. I don't it's know. True. I mean, it. our friend, Open it up. our friend, it. our friend Derek Hunter self-publishes, and uh, it's got that self-published yes. comic. Smell. His comics smell like, like victory, whereas this smells a bit like I don't know. Yes. Oh, I should bring it's you shame guys and defeat. No, it smells like that episode of uh, of. Um, I, I just lost my train of thought there, but the uh, <laughs> sorry, Terrence. I really wanted to like your book, but eight bucks, no. Yeah, eight bucks. Have you guys seen the self-published pirate clubs that, that Derek and I did first? The big blue ones. Oh right? yeah, they're great. Do you guys see? That's what we did, and it was like like less than a buck an issue. And right. And yeah, and the printing sucked. But and, 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 and by the way, Brian now needs a massage for all the back padding he just did. No, 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 Thank no, you, no, no, Mr. No. Self-congratulations. Well, he's kind of congratulating I Derek, I was con- too. congratulating Derek. He, he ponied up all the cash for that. He's kind of a flying Dutchman, it. if you ask yeah. me. I just helped write it. Derek. I, I mean, barely. Pirateclub.com is more of a flying Dutchman than a self-pat on the back. My point was is that it was much, much cheaper, and uh, we even put one or two bucks on the cover. Oh, and I used to do uh, I used to, I used to do a, a mini-comic back in the, in the late 80s. And I loved it. We'd put those together at Kinko's for, I think, pennies on the dollar, but... Frankly, eight dollars—that uh, thing better have a latex mouth on it. Well, for eight bucks at Kinko's, you can barely get a color copy now. The flashlight, the flashlight of comics, mm-hmm. <laughs> shaped just like Stanley's mouth. That's right. True believers. The first speaking, time. That speaking we... of self-congratulatory. Yeah. Hey, I created so, everything. Well, let's see. We're talking comics. We're talking Stanley. Oh well, we need to we need to begin the program officially yes, and uh, introduce the panel and thank our uh, benefactors. Uh, Zach Shutt, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Kerry. Who has uh, just just moved out into his own place, and we're so proud. Very big step. Mm-hmm. Big step. Zach Shutt is bringing the handsome. Now we can entertain the ladies at the house after that lobster dinner. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I bought my own groceries yesterday. Wow. How'd that feel? Terrifying. So how much ramen did you buy? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit of ramen. <laughs> of course you, you know, Ramen, let, salsa, let, and beer. Those let, are let bachelor's me, supplies. Let me, let me tell you, the best way to do ramen is uh, a little bit of gorgonzola and, and some rooster death sauce. Yes. And, you know, buy a bag of, uh, like, noodles mm-hmm. and uh, a little container of Molly McButter, which is a sprinkle-on butter That's, flavor. You've now done if, this before, Carrie. Now, if you, have I, a, yes. if you have a lady friend over, throw the seasoning packets out, take about four packets of ramen, cook them up, then put them in a casserole dish with some breadcrumbs and some uh, cream of a mushroom soup. Yes, you will, you will start cooking with cream of mushroom soup. <laughs> yeah, and make sure you grate some cheese on top of that, too. Thanks. These are great tips. I'm yeah. writing all of this you're down. So, you're going to get so much action here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, you're going to chafe. You're going to eat Ladies, he's single. <laughs> and yes, he is. And uh, again, the other bit of uh, tip that we have for you is go to like a Smith's or someplace because they're clearing out their patio furniture now. 
just buy patio furniture and have it in the living room and I the kitchen. And another thing, if you are going to a local grocery, um, walk up to a girl that you like and, and just say, what's what's good with this noodle packet? <laughs> That's a good way to break the ice. Or what can I get for this many? Yeah. Is also yeah. uh, This you know, many. Yeah. I have, I, I have chafing. What lotion works best for that? <laughs> I have this many, and I need do beer. You, what else now, goes with beer? Do you have, like, utensils and plates and yeah. stuff? Or are you uh, doing what I did? You need to go down to KFC and get, like, half a dozen sporks in a bucket? <laughs> no. <laughs> don't, don't we have some stuff that we can donate to the oh, cause? That's my utensils. That's I'm, my I'm good okay. spork. I'm doing know. okay. I can, I can buy <laughs> yes, things. This is the special occasion spork. Well, I was it, so, it has all three tines to I it. Was, uh, I was so broke. I remember actually wanting to have designer cutlery, so I had a spork with Spider-Man painted on it. Took me a long time to paint that on there. Nice. <laughs> well, if we have any uh, appliances or stuff, we'll hopefully we'll not toxic. I appreciate paint. that. No, it was toxic. Oh, because uh, <laughs> my my brother in law is still using plates that we gave him that uh, we when we bumped up to the to the good stuff. <laughs> Futon or full on bed? Full on bed. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. No, he doesn't need crap. He's got a bed. I'm rocking a futon. I don't even have a bed. Most of us started with a futon. Well, I actually started sleeping on the floor. I have both. Anyway, I had a sleeping bag. We're, uh, we're very proud of it. <clears> and you. a closet. Thank you. <laughs> Big steps. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. So Zach shot uh, the producer and uh, and uh, future supervillain. Spokesmodel. Of GeekShowPodcast.com. And ZachShut.com. Yep. Look for the link on our website. ZachShut.com. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What kind of things it's are ZachShut.com? I'm so checking that out later. Subtitle, Who Dat? Is, oh. Is ZachShut.com. Nice. Nicely so done. check it out. <laughs> So, uh, Jeff Weiss, film critic, Deseret News. Oh, hi. Who uh, is not at jeffweiss.com. Is not no. the one breathing in the microphone right now because he's speaking. There you I go. I know. Sad shot. Way to go. Thanks. <laughs> Sigh. Um, desnews.com is uh, the website. And yes. uh, jeff at desnews.com. I answer my emails. Uh, you may also email Eeyore at desnews.com. Oh, wait, it's Pierce at desnews.com in case you have any TV questions. Uh, Scott Pierce, who is a regular panel member, not here today because of uh, some other stuff. Uh, Lee George Cade, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. My Obi-Wan and uh, the I great... I still don't know how I manage that distinction. The, the great artist. And uh, the, the new website is... Uh, Grimleys.com. Grimleys.com. That's two M's and an L-E-I-G-H. We'll have a link on the website. You mean well. old Ben Cade? And, and you know, I found it. I found oh. an <laughs> out in the wastes. <laughs> that crazy old hermit? I found an that interesting... was just a crazy old man. I found an interesting thing after years and years and years of uh, of being a fool and not paying a company like, say, Danger Room Design to work on a website for me. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I found that you can actually, if you have a blogger account, you can uh, make that your own personal website for like 10 bucks a year. And it just goes directly to a link. Swank Matron? From BigShinyRobot.com. Yeah, that's me, apparently. Who is? I guess it's it's weird. Like now, I, I actually have people calling me Swank in the streets, and it's oh, like that's your that's your I guess handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, get used to it. <laughs> I, I do. Make it your professional handle. Legally change your name. I yeah, I think you should. You should also dress like a robot yeah, everywhere and, you go. And, and your name can be broken down into first name Swank, I, middle I like name Mo. Tron. I like I like Brian. Brian's not bad. Brian. It's we boring. Swank. Swank. Swank it is. We could make you hate Brian within a day. Could you? Brian. Yes, we Brian. could. Brian. Brian. <laughs> Brian. I thought you were talking to them about hating me in a day. No, 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 no. no. We like you. We don't want people yes. to hate you. We just want to hassle you today. We're bringing the heat. It's uh, Brian. Jeremiah from Dr. Volt's Hey, comics, how's it going? Who's Jay also Lupo. Pro re- yeah. What's your pro wrestling name? That would be Adrian Blade. Adrian Blade. That sounds so hot. I don't get that from Jeremiah at all. 
Hmm? When I was a wrestler, it was <laughs> El Gordo Magnifico. Ah. It used to be Consum Muerto. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love that. Consum Muerto, the eating death. It was great. I remember that. Sorry. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> yes, so let's uh, move on. Oh, and I'm your host, Carrie. Hi. How you doing? And what's X- your website? X96.com. No, it's CarrieJackson.com. I'm going to have that registered by the end of the day. <laughs> Random pictures of you from Actually, 20 years ago. Zach Shutt, using his mind, has just now registered it. Yeah. That's how good of a supervillain he is. I'm going to resell it to LGK. He's one of those <laughs> Shadowrun Deckers. He is. No, seriously, I have some great pictures of Kerry in his yo-yo phase from 91. I did. <laughs> oh, a yo-yo I'm, phase? Oh, my I'm God, I'm imagining curious. it now. Oh. He would just wander the streets of Salt Lake with his yo-yo. No. <laughs> Was he wearing a trench coat too? But he, no, he had a really nice plaid well, jacket with a hoodie. But uh, but 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 crazy old Ben Cade here was the guy who told me I needed to focus on something, and so I picked that. I used to be pretty good. He he actually did a mean cat's cradle. Do you still have a yo-yo? I I have several. I haven't played with them. The really fancy ones with the ball bearings in them and stuff. No, no, none yeah, of those. Just a regular Dunkin' Yo-Yo. Does anyone remember the one. JoJo's, though? Anyone remember those? You remember the ones that lit up? They were they were kind of shaped like a bow tie, and uh, you, yep. you did them like this with a string. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was yeah. terrible. You could throw them up in the air, pop them up in the air. It was fun. Then after that, that was about all you could do with them. All right, uh, let's see. Thanking <laughs> our benefactors. Uh, oh, we're supposed to talk about something naughty first <laughs> and then launch right into that. <laughs> Boobs. I think, I think, anyone? Uh, anyone have a yo-yo joke? Or boobs. Something? There you go. There you go. Boobs. PCLaptops.com. Go see Dan. Be his friend on Facebook. Win lots of stuff right now. Go be his friend. You can win lobster dinners. With Zach. Shut. Maybe just alone. So go do that. You know how sad yeah. it is eating the thing of buttery lobster on your own? I do. Yeah. Have you gone on any does, of those actually. lobster dinner dates yet? Yeah. Well, no, because it embarrasses me. Why? The lobster dinner thing embarrasses yeah. you? Or yeah. the girls embarrass you? <laughs> I got free lobster! <laughs> no, I've, I've gotten dates without doing the lobster dinner thing. Really? I, I am capable. Without a spork? Yeah. And no futon? Yeah. Damn. Oh, that's right. You still got to tell me some stories. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Conquests. So proud of my boy. Uh, PC laptops. PC laptops. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> they love you. You guys can see him blushing. You, you guys got to look at him blushing. Uh, it's Dan the laptop man. Convinced that he's spending his money wisely on this. And, uh, yeah, you have stories at zackshut.com. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, go there. Also, Dan, uh, Dan, how's that working out for you? Also, uh, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, 2023 East, 3300 South. I hear they have good employees. Where you will see Jeremiah every uh, Wednesday at least. And Saturdays. I always see you on some Wednesdays, Saturdays. but the, some Saturdays. They have that. Uh, they have that light up sound effect DeLorean from Back to the Future oh, on the register. It's so pretty. Are you telling me they made a time machine out of a DeLorean? That's yes, true. They did. I know. <laughs> you were going to make me talk about how the, uh, the the sterling silver or whatever it is, the stainless steel construction makes it. Anyway, you know what I'll say? I have a Doctor Volts in that glass case that makes me salivate and wish I had three hundred spare dollars. Pornography? No, I haven't found that yet. Oh, yes, okay. the the we, Green Lantern. Um, the actual power battery the with power the battery. and it lights up. It lights up. The closer you bring the the ring to it, the brighter it gets. Just that's so really cool. Seriously, so that's, that's like a whole tube of lotion but, right there. But if you put a yellow number two pencil next to it, it explodes. <laughs> I'm not giving that any. Or that's really funny. Or the watching, rainbow bright. Dog. Watching these shows about that that debate about the the week against yellow and and Shannon's all like, it's done, it's done. They don't do that anymore. But actually, like if you if you go through and read. The new lanterns still are weak to that. It's, yeah. it's a the ro- power issue. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk to Jeremiah about that. Oh, the, the, Ooh, rookie, we, the rookies are susceptible to yellow? Yes. Yeah. Uh, because well, makes sense. you got to have a weakness. Because uh, I have to be honest with you, I, uh, I'm i sort of familiar with DC okay. uh, and I, the stuff. I do uh, have. Because uh, I, I bought Batman for years. 
And uh, but the Green Lantern is a character I never really looked at. All right. Because and and I think it was Super Friends that did it to me. Because he would be on his on his on his green horse with his green lance. Yeah. Fighting Sinestro on each yellow horse with his yellow and lance. And he'd make a green mallet, you know, and mm-hmm. bop people on the head and with And they it. did and that in the first flight cartoon quite a bit, but they did it cool. Yes, they did. And by the way, Sinestro's voice. Who who was it that did Victor his voice? Garber yes, from Alias? Was fantastic. He was uh, he was, uh, he was Jack Bristow on Alias, and uh, amazing. So and this new uh, Green Lantern movie is apparently pretty good. This cartoon, and, yeah, uh, First course, Flight was was decent. And you had uh, Trisha Helfer from Battlestar Galactica playing uh, one of the villainous lanterns, and, mm-hmm. and we're getting a movie. Ryan Reynolds is going to be Green when it, whenever it starts shooting. If it starts, shooting. I hear he actually murders Sandra Bullock for the proposal. I thought I read something yesterday or the day before that they're planning on starting shooting in four months, four or five months or so. Yeah, I don't they, they, have they, any... they keep running into funding problems in Australia. I yeah, hear I... George Miller's making a Justice League movie. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> <have> <laughs> any, uh, I don't have any Lantern movie news, but I have Flash movie news that we'll get to later. Uh, anyway, so uh, tell me about, because this is the big seller for... <laughs> Shirt. <laughs> He's very happy with his six dollar flash. Seven fifty. Not that cheap. Uh, Green Lantern is the big selling title for DC right now. Yes. And it's because of this Blackest Night storyline. Now, what exactly? Bring me into it because I'm familiar with the Green Lantern Corps, how they're uh, galaxy police, and one of them was made of broccoli. Yeah. Yes. And, and so, so what is the setup now for? Blackest Night. What's the plot line? And if I'm leaving anything out, feel free to jump in. Okay. No, uh, Jeremiah has actually been very good about making me get into it because I was interested and and I had some that DC sent me and I read them and Jeremiah loaned me some in there. See, which is why which is why Doctor Volts is such a great uh, comic book store is because you can go in and look at them. You can read them. Yes, we 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 won't you know penalize you for getting your fingerprints and your <laughs> hand oils on them. <laughs> exactly, which is which which is great for kids because filthy peons. Makes them interested in comics again. So, so what is the story of Blackest Night? All right, because it's stretching oh, through begin? the whole DC universe, start right? With, start with the Black Hand. I was going to start with the uh, the prophecy. That's what she said. Very nice. Um, all right. Well played, sir. So, the Guardians, who are basically little blue the, bastards, yeah, the Smurfs, who mm-hmm. lead the Green Lantern Corps. Okay, they're the little aliens who are in charge. The Owens. Yes, the Owens. They um, there's a prophecy that they've been kind of neglecting. That uh, uh, Hal Jordan's predecessor, Abin Sur, okay. discovered and kind of told Sinestro about it. And now, when he was a lantern, and they just kind of shunned it off. If we don't talk about it, it's not going to happen. It'll never happen, blah, blah, blah. This prophecy is called The Blackest Night. Okay. Um, basically, it foretells a bunch of different, I don't, can't think of the actual terminology, but a bunch of different cores rising up. Okay, so now we so have multicolored cores. So there's the Green Lantern Corps. Yes. There's there's the and they're green. They're and and each core is a different core emotion. Yeah, they're based off a different emotion. There's the Lavender Lantern Corps. The which Rainbow is, Bright. Uh, the Star yes. Sapphire. They believe in the, uh, The green is willpower. The orange is based uh, avarice or greed. Okay. They, which it's awesome because there's only one lantern, but his ring is a. Uh, he can make constructs of everyone he's killed. So he basically turns everyone he's killed into his orange lanterns, which they're just oh, constructs. Okay. So and he's it, like a one-man army. Yes. Okay. And the, the yellow ring, that's hate, right? Fear. 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 Uh, and then there's r- blue. Which is hope. Blue is hope. Red. Isn't that more of a feeling? <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Sorry. Red is rage. Okay. Uh, what am I leaving out? That was a no-brainer. Uh, you got the pink or the purple, whatever you want to call it. They're the star sapphires. They're love. They're so they like chicks? 
They're, they're just promoting. Yeah, they're mostly chicks. They promote Lantern love chicks. throughout the universe. They're mostly so really they're like hippies. Chicks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're like hippies. Okay. And then you have the. Uh, why am I spacing it? It's age. Does it too? Indigo. Thank you. Indigo. Purple. My so brain. it's like Prince and. Uh, yes, they're they're new. We don't know much about them yet. Okay. Their uh, emotion they're, is compassion. They're powered okay. by funk, which they seem to be the most powerful out of the bunch. Because really? they're right in the middle. Like it's a emotional spectrum, and they're kind of right in the middle. Okay, so it's co- it's color spectrum. Yeah. I think so surely there's black, right? And the black lanterns are the villains. They uh, have appeared out of nowhere. All of a sudden, these black rings started going out and raising the dead. Not so, not just on Earth. Not and they're not necessarily zombies. They're sentient to a point. We're starting to get into them discovering that. Their um, sentience isn't necessarily their personality where they were before they died. Okay. It's something controlling them. So John Jones doesn't like old Warner Brothers cartoons. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but so, he loves Oreos. So so, so they're so they're bringing a lot of uh, dead characters outside. back to life. Yes. But they're not zombies, but they don't look great, They're uh, but they're evil. Right. Okay. Uh, let's see if I can All find right. something here. You know, that that was probably my favorite yeah. favorite storylines in the old Justice League cr- uh, comics in the early 90s oh, when Booster Gold so and Blue good. Beetle would steal his... his Reese's Pieces. So now this this means that now Batman died, right? Yes, Bruce. Well, well, did he die? Bruce Wayne died. That's, that's a gray it's area. up for debate. But, um, they're so, hinting that he's, as far as everyone else is concerned, they think he's dead. Okay. Um, Dick Grayson thinks he's dead. No, uh, Tim yes. doesn't. I mean, Tim's whole thing yeah. is that he's off searching for Bruce, and they just found the cave drawing. Yes. So, so Dick Grayson is Batman. Is Batman. Now. He is and Batman. He's, he's an awesome Batman. And you know what? Damien's growing on me as Robin. Damien's a little prick. Though. Oh man, this issue. This, this issue he's got here is got so, so so Bruce Wayne's not being being brought back to life no. through this darkest night, no. blackest night. Which everyone is wondering why, you know, is he going to come back because um the black hand stole the skull that was in the grave of um of Bruce, of Bruce Wayne. He stole his skull. Well, well they stole the skull. It's not in there. there. There was a body, but now we're probably going to learn that it wasn't Bruce's body. They're going to skull screw him, you think? I'm going to pull a little burrows. That's this not brain is nice. atrophied. Um, <laughs> Last poor Bruce, I knew him so too well. What is really the the plot? I mean, they, the Black Lanterns are killing people mm-hmm. to raise. Their power of whoever's controlling them, which if you read previews, it's been spoiled. So they want to kill heroes to get them on they their want term. To kill uh, on their they're, they're, they want they're to kill. basically, if you look through any any of these issues, let's see if I can. Find I hear there's a chance quick. they're going to kill Aunt May. So they, good. So they <laughs> so they want to kill everybody to make them into. How does well, Dead Man? Their team. The, uh, the, All right. The, sort of the concept that the idea that I got out of it when I was reading it is that they want to kill everybody to make them Black Lanterns because the rest of the emotional spectrum is too volatile and there's too much. You know, like rage or avarice oh, or okay. greed or whatever, and so right. they want to just level it. It's the same villainous plot that every villain has. You know, from we're going to reduce the population to you know a third or whatever. So okay. Gonna all right. Take over that way. So, so they're killing all the characters. You know, like Hawk Girl and everybody. Yes. Right? Oh, Hawk Girl and really Hawkman cool. are dead. They are dead. D E D. Good. They'll be but, back. But okay. they brought them back. Yes. So they they are. Are. They're, they're Black Lanterns. Okay. Now. Throughout all the tie-ins and stuff, you don't you don't need to read all the tie-ins to get the whole story. Just the Blackest Night and Green Lantern mainly. Okay. And Green Lantern Corps. And Green Lantern Corps, but you don't. They're both two different sides of where you gotcha. want to follow. Okay. But um, throughout all the tie-ins and everything, whenever someone dies, you see the power levels, and it's progressively been rising throughout all the tie-ins. Oh, I see. Okay. And it's rising to something, and if 
in the previews, I'm not going to spoil it here, but if you read previews or go on the interwebs. No, spoil um, it. Go ahead. Just turn. Uh, it's, it's, it's leading to yeah. uh, your fu- you find out that Necron, who's an old uh, Green Lantern villain that was in an Alan Moore story, mm-hmm. is behind the whole thing. Okay. So what this is building to is presumably his resurrection or his coming back into full power or. You know what's going to happen. Wherever. I already know where this is going. So we've got dead plastic man there, I see. That's, that's, that's um, Elongated Man. Elongated Man. And his um, wife, Sue Dibney. So where... Oh, they brought Sue Dibney back. Where yeah. is Superman oh, and Wonder Woman in this? Look, look because we, we know where Batman is, but where is where is uh, Superman and Wonder Woman in this? Um, They're around. They're yeah, going to have their own miniseries. They're doing these three-issue miniseries kind of mm-hmm. like... So this is dark, uh, Black as Night, Black as Night Batman. This, this Batman they're, one is the single best in, one I've read of the whole thing. I know you guys talked a few weeks about ago about Dead Man. Mm-hmm. He is in this front and center. He is... Uh, well, now, now where's he stand on this? Because he's dead already. Exactly. His body's his, been resurrected, yes. but his soul hasn't. Okay. And he's kind of in conflict with himself. All right. But uh, there he is. Um, but the, the main DC Brand. characters, or the Blackest Knight, basically follows the Green Lantern characters and Barry Allen, the Flash. The Flash. So um, if you want to know what happens to the other characters, Batman, Superman, they each have their three-issue miniseries. You don't need to follow them, but it basically says, you know, this is where they're at during this whole thing. So how long is this going to last? They're the whole thing or the individual the, miniseries? The, the, the story itself, the, the whole Blackest Night Eight issues. story arc. Eight issues? Eight issues, all? and they're taking, a, they're taking an off month because something big happens between six and seven. So January, they're having an off month, and who, they haven't announced what they're doing yet in January. The thing about these DC... Well, this sounds good. I mean, uh, I've, I've never been a fan of DC uh, because it's just you know, written, you know, written so badly. But this sounds interesting to me. You know what you're going to like? Seriously? You, you do need to pull up uh, Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin comic because it's unlike any Batman I've ever read. And the fact that... Pig is awesome. Yeah, Pig, Pig is a great villain. I mean, this is a guy who's uh, he's a circus carny freak who's, who's <laughs> grafting rubber masks onto people's faces. And when they try to pull them off in the ER, it actually peels the face off with it. I like that. Uh, you've got Damien. Uh, is, is he an Al Ghul or is he Damien Wayne? Uh, I, th- I, think, I think they're calling him Damien Wayne. Right. That's, uh, that's the grandson Damian of... Damien Wayans? <laughs> that is the uh, the grandson of of of, of uh, Rizal Ghoul and and uh, his daughter and uh, Bruce Wayne, Talia. and then uh, Dick Grayson being basically told that he he'll never be Bruce Wayne Batman. He needs to be theatrical Batman. That he has to play to his strengths. You know, so there, there's just some great dialogue in it. And hearing uh, Batman interrogate carnies and carny speak is something you just uh, he, well Dick Grayson was a carny exactly, and that's that's, right. that's what was so fun about it is that and there's a whole different. Uh, different approach to the Batman comics. So would this get me interested in Green Lantern finally, a character that uh, I've always kind of hated? There's a possibility. Hmm. I, I won't I don't know your exact tastes. Mm-hmm. It depends on the person. But I'd say give it a shot. If you like it, awesome. Should I wait for the uh, the graphic novels, the collections? That might be better. That's what I'll do. Or I have my Or if DC here. ever got off its ass and actually put a, a digital up. Another cool thing I'll show. This is the Blackest Night Superman. Mm-hmm. Jo- recently uh Jonathan Kent died from a heart attack. Okay. And they keep threatening to uh, raise him as a Black Lantern. Okay. That ends with Martha Kent with a flamethrower saying, it's on. Yes, Ma Kent Ma is Kent a badass. Ma Kent with ass. a flamethrower? Yes. Okay, you've intrigued me. Or not a flamethrower, just a torch, sorry. It's on. Oh, yeah, it's, okay, uh, this is interesting to me. All right. There's some... Okay, I, I, will, uh, I will borrow these from you, Jeremiah. All right, and one more thing. Just... It, uh, Upcoming. Psycho Pirate. Yeah, Psycho Pirate's in the Superman oh, one. I hate Psycho Pirate. Um, Stupidest character. I'm, some of you who 
might know me. I'm a Twitter fiend. Really? I follow no. Gre- Greg Rucka, who's one of my favorite comic writers, is on Twitter. And he's writing the uh, Blackest Night Wonder Woman. I got a tweet a couple weeks ago that says, I'm writing Blackest Night Wonder Woman and giggling to myself as I'm writing this. And that just made me so excited. Because he can be pretty I'd love to see someone be Wonder Woman. I'd love to see that. So something's actually going to happen with Wonder Woman for a change. Yes. She hasn't been doing much, has she? No. All right, so uh, so there's Blackest Night Green Lantern. That's it's been a big thing that uh, I've not had anybody be able to explain. And so thank you. It's uh, selling lots of yeah, uh, copies. It, it it actually was the number one. Blackest Night was actually the number one selling book uh, for last month. Really? Yes, over any of the Marvel stuff, believe it or not. Because Marvel's just been dominating the sales. Well, they still are, right. but. But this at least put a slight dent in Marvel's lead. Uh, at the uh, comic book store, what are you selling? What's the number one selling title? Ooh, that's could you I've pick one? Kick ass, probably. Kick ass, probably. Yeah, because you keep you keep ordering just, the just on a guess, either Kick Ass or uh, anything Blackest Night at the moment. Really, pick up Kick Ass if you haven't. There's a lot of people who still don't know about that. Yeah, All right, especially that last issue. I I didn't expect that to go where it went. See. I'm not the biggest fan of Kick-Ass, but I'm excited to see Nicolas Cage get shot up in the face. <laughs> spoiler that would be alert. a spoiler. Oh, sorry. Oh, I should have right. uh, prefaced it's all right. that. It's all right. He plays uh, the gangster. Chances are <laughs> chances are, if you're listening to something called Geek Show Podcast, you probably already know. Already know. Yes. Uh, well, while we're on DC uh, News, then, I will tell you about the Flash movie stuff. Uh, oh, can we talk about the Wonder Woman movie stuff, too? Oh, let's, oh, and, do you have that? No. The, the rumors are back on that... D, that Warner is approaching Beyonce to play Wonder Woman. Uh, the again? rumors what? are back on. I guess. You know, I, it's it's not that it's a, a black Wonder She's Woman. She's got the build for Wonder Woman. But she is a terrible actress. It's the yes. fact that they need an actress. That's Thank what you. they need. Really, the, the best Wonder Woman concept that was floating around was, what, five, six years ago when Joss Whedon was on and they were saying Charisma Carpenter could play her? I mean, that right there would have been yeah. your, your Wonder Woman movie. It would have to be rated R. Oh, no, it would have <laughs> to be rated R in the theater for what you would be doing. <laughs> No, that's an NC-17. Yeah, uh, but true. the uh, the Warner Brothers in DC thing, it seems like they're finally getting their crap together and they're starting Maybe. to move forward. Maybe, yeah. It remains to be seen because it's so new. They still don't have a digital comic subscription service. I know. I know. Which is really sad for DC and fans. I would spend money on it. You would. The, uh, with that, though, Paul Levitz is the one who, who kept saying, you know, we don't need to be first on that, but he resigned. So that oh, yeah, be, he's yes. gone. That could be in the works. Uh, better, better, smart. better be late to the plate than not mm. there at all. Because, yes. I mean, seriously, I've been doing Marvel Digital for over a year now. and uh, I love it, Don't by don't, the way. don't regret it for a second. I'm, I'm rereading a lot of stuff. I'm going back to old Captain America that I never read. Old, old Man Logan. And uh, old, oh, the old first four Logan. issues are up on Marvel Digital. So good, right so good. Have you guys read the last issue of that? I didn't. No, I the giant-sized it, yeah. issue. It was great. Uh, let's see. So uh, IGN had this uh, story. Uh, uh, producer Charles Roven, mm-hmm. who was attached to the feature version of The Flash. Charles Groden? <laughs> It's on the ropes, it says here. He says, I was involved at one point with the Flash movie. Warner Brothers came to me and said, the work that you've been doing hasn't yet resulted in something that to any of us, including the filmmaking team, feel could be greenlit as a movie. We're trying to accomplish something that takes into account the entire rich DC character world, and we'd like to pull it back. That doesn't mean that you aren't going to be a part of it. We just want to take a different kind of approach. Uh, do you mind if we try that? So it's, again, it's, it's up, up in the air. Uh, there was a David Goyer screenplay. That was out there that they have taken out of the taken off of it. 
He left the project. They didn't like it. Goyer, he's overrated. Hasn't Goyer John, written a script for every superhero character? Yeah. He has, it, actually. His Supermax script sounds great, though. The, it does. The Green and Arrow? It's, it's yeah, Supermax yeah. is never going to get made, is it? Oh, I, at this I don't point. know. I hope so. I mean, no. we've been reading about Supermax for years. Then they went to David Dobkin, trying to come up with another approach. He says, we haven't even the hired... The guy who wrote Elf? I guess. <laughs> says, we haven't even hired a writer at that point. So for them, they completely I understood... Like They've been uh, uh, so uh, Flash is hobbled right now, so to speak. Oh, nice metaphor. Yeah. Uh, so you're not going to get a Flash movie well, I mean, anytime um, soon, which is which is sad was, because that's a character. Well, that, well thank God that new person report, came on in DC, so none of these movies could get made. There exactly. was a report on In It Cool yesterday, actually, that kind of took issue with that. One of the producers came out and said it's not hobbled; it's in active development. But active development doesn't mean anything. Isn't that another word for hobbled? Yes. Yeah. It just seems to me that maybe uh, they just didn't like the word that they could. Uh, active, de- active development basically means something's been optioned. I mean, this is a character that lots of people know. Even if you've never well, read a Flash comic oh, in your yes. life, Ryan you know Reynolds the character. Had been campaigning to do the character for a long time. And Ryan Reynolds like, wants Here's to. A he, ring. He, he's like the Goyer of actors. He wants to do he every do co- every character. Yeah, yeah. I'll do Green Lantern. Yeah, Deadpool. Sure. Well, I'm and, there. And well, I Hawkman. Think, I'm Hawkman. But Hawkman I think, too. Uh, <laughs> I think Flash would have suited him a lot better than Green Lantern. I agree. I Bradley think so. Cooper would have. Been Bradley better. Cooper should have been the Green Lantern. I agree. He's he's awesome, and he, there's there's I an actor who deserves for Well, so so Warner Brothers can't get this stuff off the ground, which is a no-brainer. But yet they can get a new vacation movie going. If I if I were Warner Brothers, I'd go the. <laughs> Are you exact. serious? Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally what? serious. This is this is not new news. This is uh, they're doing a new vacation movie. But it will be the adventures of Rusty Griswold. So they don't have to pay Chevy Chase or deal with his stuff. They said that uh, they can they can have Chevy or uh, Beverly D'Angelo in it as like grandpas. But it will be Rusty's family. Yeah, Do you know who they should bring back for that? Ethan Embry. No. <laughs> the best Rusty was Anthony uh, Michael Hall. What's Thank a, you, Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. He should do it. Why do I? Why do? Why do I know bring back Randy Quaid? Rusty over and over again. Oh well, yeah. Randy Quaid's got to be in these, doesn't he? <laughs> he's yeah, he's going to need it he's to pay off his run. Yeah, bust so, him out of jail long <laughs> enough. This is a, this is an interesting thing, though. You're talking about okay, it's amazing that Warner Brothers can put Vacation together, and they can't do a DC. But this is the same company who managed to put some very, very good Harry Potter movies out there. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, it's, it's not like they don't have the uh, the ability to the put out. The difference with Harry Potter and any of these other properties is that everybody with there's inherent in the DC properties where everybody's had a take on them, and they That's can't true. figure out which take. J.K. Rowling came in, didn't give them the option to have any right. other take. You're well, saying cloves, you will hurt. adapt my books. Exactly. Right. Well, and, so, and so good there's for her. A which was kind of smart. There. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be uh, uh, back after these to talk about. Uh, I think. I think uh, reading. Reading? Books? books? You have books? Book. I have books with, books to without talk pictures? About. Yeah. Books with no pictures. I would books. talk about books, but I'd probably get the uh, the writer's names wrong. I always do. I'd um, be the indie doucher if we were talking about books. That's I've, all right. Actually, I've got some book news about uh, 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 Hitchhiker's Guide, a new one. Uh, more TV news, more DVD news, and we'll do that uh, in just a moment. And, Are we going to oh, talk about Clone Wars? And uh, we should talk about Clone Wars. Uh, I think, actually, we should skip all of this stuff and talk about independent music again. <laughs> Hi, Harry <laughs> Trucker. After, After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Jake the Computer Guy from PC Laptops. I just started junior high school, and there sure are a lot of really nice girls there. Uh, what was I saying? 
Oh yeah, I noticed that a lot of my friends' computers that they bought somewhere else before they met me have viruses that make them run crappy. They asked how much it would cost to take a look. Well, I convinced my dad to do it for free. Well, you guys and gals are my friends too, and we really do love you so much. So bring in your laptop or desktop computer in, no matter what brand it is. We'll scan it for viruses, spyware, and we'll give you a system evaluation for free. Yep. Absolutely free. No charge. No obligation. 100% free. So get in any one of our nine locations right now. Or call us at 1-877-596-SAVE. Or check us out at PCLaptops.com. Bring in your laptop or desktop computer, no matter what brand it is. We'll scan it for viruses, spyware, and we'll give you a system evaluation for free. Did I mention it was free? 100% free, free, free? PC Laptops, we love you. Well, you know, uh, GeekShowPodcast.com owes an awful lot to Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. 2043 East, 3300 South, in Salt Lake City. They have a, a website, I believe, don't they, Zach Shutt? They do, DrVolts.com. You wouldn't have anything to do with that, would you? No. Okay, just checking. Uh, when you are there, say hi to Dave. He is the friendly guy. There's the key, friendly guy behind the counter. Uh, there are comic book stores. We've talked to people all the time. In there's various cities where you go in and you're not exactly met with a friendly face. And if you're a first-time comic buyer, that could be kind of scary. Uh, yeah, you could be scared away by those people. But Dave is very, very friendly and will help you with whatever you need, whatever you're looking for, whether you're just a one-time buyer or if you are a hardcore fanatic like myself. <laughs> Get a hold. It's called a hold at Dr. Volts. They will be able to uh, pull all the titles that you want and you don't have to worry about them selling out. Well, that works out very well. Plus, you get a 10% discount with your hold at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, 2043 East, 3300 South, Marvel, DC, Independence, one of the largest selection of independent comics uh, in the uh, in the state, as a matter of fact. So go and see them. Go see Dave at Dr. Volt's uh, Comic Connection and tell them Geek Show says, hey. Howdy. <laughs> and we are back. I'm sitting out the rest of the show. I know. You're going to be playing with these. Uh, it's G.I. Joe versus... Jason. It's a cinema of fear action <laughs> figures with uh, Jason, Leatherface, and Freddy Krueger. I give them five thing. severed thumbs up. They are uh, pretty sweet because Jason's mask comes off and you get uh, big old retard face Jason with his burned out eyeballs and retard strength. Mommy! Uh, Why does Freddy come with a quite trash mongoloid. can? Well, he's the, the he was in the trash can uh, in the alleyway. I Oscar know. the Grouch style. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I don't. I know. love trash. <laughs> uh, oh, real quick, uh, while we're talking about horror movies, uh, movie nights is the twenty fifth, and uh, we want you to come down for uh, your sort of dress rehearsal for Halloween. Get your costumes on and come down and join us. We're gonna we're gonna do that at Brewies in Salt Lake City. It's called Eat Me. Is the theme. We've got. Uh, we want you to bring food for the Utah Food Bank. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, non-perishable food items of some kind. Usable. Usable. Edible. Edible. Uh, so we got Shaun of the Dead and Return of the Living Dead, two zombie movies for the Eat Me theme. And most likely, you'll hear me bitch and complain about not playing Return of the Evil Dead Three. Not playing Return of the Evil That's Dead Three. Okay, we're still complaining about scanners. That's true. <laughs> you know, and that was a much better movie the first time I saw it when I was 12. Yeah, it was terrible. So, eat me. Isn't so, uh, every movie? That's the uh, 25th at 5 p.m. is when we yeah, did I believe Highlander was a good movie once, too. I loved Highlander. And then I, that movie night just kind of yeah. brought it all back. Me. Yeah, imagine for somebody like me, that that movie transformed me. And then to sit there and go, no, it did. This, I mean, I can still sucked. quote it. Yeah. Like nobody's you, business. Uh, well, and that's why we need the reboot of Highlander. We need it to be done good. 
with an actual Scotsman. Mm-hmm. An actual Scotsman. I'm still confused why they had a Scotsman playing a Spaniard and <laughs> a Frenchman playing a, Frenchman a Scotsman. Playing a Scotsman. <laughs> uh, you can lean forward a little bit more, Jeff, okay. because those guys work. Can't hear you at all. Uh, all right, let's see. We got. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, there was some stuff that I wanted to tell you guys about. Okay. Oh, uh, Battlestar Galactica: The Plan. It's available for pre-order at uh, iTunes. You it's can. It will be. It will be available on the twenty seventh, uh, which is uh, uh, the Tuesday after movie night, uh, on Blu-ray and uh, uh, DVD. Uh, I don't see it in the extras. His hat comes off. His hat com- Freddy's hat comes off. Freddy's hat comes off. Pretty sweet. Uh, I don't see any real reason to buy the Blu-ray because there are no extra features that are special on it, really. I mean, there are some extra features, but nothing fabulous. Uh, But if you're like Zach and I, we've converted to Blu-ray, so go with the Blu-ray. It'll look better. It'll look better. But the reason to buy this and watch it and not wait for it to be on the Sci-Fi Network is because, it, like Caprica, it has extra stuff in it. Uh, It's a 112-minute feature. Uh, all new Cylon action, never before seen Battlestar Galactica behind the scenes features. It says. Here. Is there any Cylon on Cylon action? Uh, that's what we're gonna get. Uh, the plan. Mm-hmm. Boomer and Six, maybe. Uh, they're saying it's a 90 minute feature, but really it's 112. Uh, let's see the 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 length of the. Uh, you know, you're gonna get some Cylon sex, is what I'm saying. Nice. Is, so, is is this a stupid question to ask, or is I haven't watched any Battlestar Galactica? Oh, really? Is it worth getting in on the party even at this late date? Yeah. Actually, you can you yes. can have a viewing party with Mr. Jeff. Yes. Mm-hmm. But don't don't uh, go here. Don't go to this one, The Plan, because what it is is it's a retelling of the story, the Battlestar Galactica from story, the Cylon perspective. from the Cylon perspective. Okay. So, so avoid the plan. So avoid the plan until you've seen the series. Okay. And uh, you and Jeff need to sit down and just decide to commit for mm-hmm. a week and watch them all. And, and and everyone needs to stop overselling it. Yeah, well, and, and we've stopped overselling it. They, I, I've honestly never listened to you guys talk about it on the show. The the deal, and, you know, if, you, if you're going to do the, the high-def thing, and I, I always sell people on this one as much as I can, if you, if you have a, a home computer hooked up to your high-def TV, um, I've got uh, Razer. That I that I bought oh, yeah, on yeah. high def for fourteen ninety five, and again from an ecological standpoint, buying your stuff online is definitely the way to go because you're not paying for shipping, you're not getting any packaging. That's true. And uh, it looks, I've got ten eighty uh, DP on my big screen, putting it through my television or through my computer, and it looks great. So definitely the way to go if you like the Blu Ray or if you do the computer side of it. Uh, I, yeah, we've uh, converted to Blu Ray, and uh, I know we've talked about it before on this show, but uh, the Disney movies, you know, your Snow Whites oh, and things wow. like that. Uh, on Blu-ray look great, but you should, if you just have a regular DVD, you should be buying the Blu-ray versions. Yeah. Anyway. Because the Blu-ray versions come with a regular DVD of the movie. You well, get two copies of the movie. Most of them. Most of them. Mm-hmm. Do. Check the, on the, that. The, yeah. the newer, bigger, better ones do. I don't think yeah. the Pixar ones do. And a lot of the newer ones, you'll also get a uh, digital copy, too. Mm-hmm. So you put they, it on your iPods or they your DSP. They sent me that, uh, that Snow White version, and I was just amazed. And they've done the thing with the... Uh, the painted sides, so that you don't have the uh, those black or gray bars on your widescreen TVs. Oh, okay. So they've actually got they've hired artists to paint the 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 bars because it's a one three three aspect ratio. So uh, you know, it just looks I, really nice. I have it's to really get great it. And, and you know, my wife doesn't listen to the show anymore, so I can actually say this. That was our first date. So when we Aww. that that'll be the first Blu-ray we buy. Snow White and the Seven, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. They just put it back out in theaters and. 
we were broke college kids, and that was. It's it's a really great transfer. I still think Sleeping Beauty's better. Sleeping Beauty's just, just the best movie, movie they yeah. made. I mean, the the from an illustrating standpoint, every frame it's of so that gorgeous. film needs to be framed and hung in an art gallery. And I saw some. I actually saw some wow. cells from that for sale once, and, and it's one of the most tempting purchases I've ever had. Just didn't have the money. Pinocchio for me. You have that and on Blu-ray for me. Not That's on Blu-ray. Gorgeous. Don't have Pinocchio. See, on Dumbo. Favorite. Dumbo is so awesome. My favorite is Alice Sweet. in Wonderland. That's really? the best one, yeah. It's always been my favorite. I don't know why. I got a thing for Alice now. I don't know. My my favorite, my favorite, and this is sad because it's not the best of the movies. But I have uh, childhood memories of the um, Robin Hood. Absolutely love oh the Robin Hood. Oh my God, movie. Robin Hood! And, and again, it's not the greatest. It's not, but, but, but it's so much fun for me. You know, the, the, everything from Roger Millie. Yeah, from the all the way from the songs to the rhinos and and uh, just love, love that it, movie. it surprises me how well the old Disney movies stand up and how well the new ones don't. Yeah. Well, we got. Uh, let's see. What's the new one coming out? It's uh, the, the, uh, the Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog, which I've seen a lot of hype for. Uh, well, of course, that's interesting. back to hand drawn, and and uh, perhaps uh, perhaps it won't suck. But well, it's the first one that uh, Disney's had uh, John Lasseter overseeing the animation department. And it's sad because we give it's we true. give we give some of the newer Disney animation a bad rap over the last fifteen years. That's I personally it doesn't stand up to Pixar, but right. But I still thought Lilo and Stitch was awesome. Oh, I, I like that one too. That I loved it, and that's really popular yeah. with kids. It, Atlantis. Uh, well, was, it's a fun one. It's yeah. it's a ton of fun. But uh, you know, and the Emperor's New Groove is really fun too. In its own way, yeah. But I, I don't think you know if I see Tarzan on, I'm not going to sit yeah. down and watch it. Atlantis. But Atlantis yeah. is very. You didn't like Atlantis. No, I liked it. It was like one of those old '60s like Disney adventure. Yeah, movies. it's kind of like Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Do some of the yeah. designs for Atlantis, mm-hmm. and I I enjoyed Hercules. I like Hercules my, too. It's, it's got my favorite Disney villain in it, Hades. James Woods. James, James yeah. Woods. You uh, saw that with us at yeah, our boy. That's at, right. At the, at the big villa when it was still there. That's oh, right. I missed that. Uh, the, the boy bo- was less than a year old. That's true. And uh, but Hades, my favorite Disney villain, I think, and uh, the, the hottest of the Disney chicks. Oh yeah, Megara was her. Yeah, you're not supposed to feel that way about cartoons, though. So just move on. Why not? Okay. Um, well, I mean, Playboy wants you to feel that way about cartoons. Yeah, well, let's but talk not about, about that. Not now, about that character. I don't know much about this. My Playboy subscription lapsed, so I don't have it anymore. I keep getting letters from Mr. Hefner, who says he's very disappointed in me because I've been a subscriber for so We've long. We've been friends since you were 12. Says I'm, I was very disappointed. It, it's, it's a letter signed by him, supposedly, and everything, but it says, I'm really surprised to see that you have uh, not renewed your subscription. I'm, I'm very disappointed. Now they uh, can't repair that you know, one jet on the jacuzzi. I guess. It's, it's clogged with something. I don't know what. But, <laughs> Cat you know, hair. Probably something to, do, something to do with Bill Maher. Uh, anyway. So, so what? I don't know okay. much of the details. I've only seen the artwork for the cover, and that is Marge Simpson's in Playboy. They're they're doing I think four four pictures of Marge Simpson in Playboy. Now she's going to be strategically covered. Uh, I don't. Oh, they wouldn't. Do, they they wouldn't do her. I don't know. Nude. Well, the point. I don't know. It's it's this ridiculous ploy. They think that that young people need to be reading the magazine. Well, and I agree. Well, what they've done in the past is uh, they've taken uh, female characters from video games, mm-hmm. and they've had them in. You know, nude. Uh, Laura Croft. Laura Croft. Uh, Maxim did that with uh, Final Fantasy characters. And uh, so they've been doing that once a year. You know, the women of video games is what they call it, I think. Uh, but but they, I don't think that they're going to show Marge's areolas. We'll see. I, I, I just, wonder if they're blue. Well, of course they No. <laughs> and does the carpet match the curtains? That's what everyone oh, wants to know. Nice. What? I'm sorry, Zach. He threw <laughs> up in his mouth a little bit, mm-hmm. didn't he? 
My my thing is is like I, I think Marge Simpson's just a really bad choice for their intended purpose. I think it's a, I think I it should be Leela. Yeah, Leela. Yes. I think Leela's an even better choice. But I think that I as far as popularity goes, I think I think Lois from from Family Guy would have been a much better choice for that reason. There are some uh, excellent uh, fan art nude Leelas out there if you just do a Google search. H- have you? I, I, I was told. I was told. <laughs> You just want to make sure that you have a good uh, a good Viray filter on your computer. <laughs> make sure it's a PC laptop so they can fix it afterwards. Yes, <laughs> chances are chances are you'll be coming back and saying, "Nicely I done, sir." Was looking for pictures of Moon Knight. It's I swear they're looking for the new Moon Knight toys. Look how great Jason looks with a floppy hat. <laughs> oh, he, he looks like my uh, my uncle out gardening. <laughs> I'll get there, rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> gunga la gunga. Uh, so anyway, so there's that. Um, I'll be. Up so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Playboy's been doing some interesting things to get people interested. I mean, I picked up my first issue of Playboy in years just last month for uh, they had a new Kurt Vonnegut short story in it. Mm-hmm. But then that gets back to uh, what we've always talked about, how books are going to you know, gonna go away. Magazines are going to go away. No, Playboy's always done short. I mean, I remember reading Children of Dune in Playboy when I was... You know, twenty. Yeah, uh, they've always done some, some some good stuff, but uh, will they? You know, and they've not exploited. Sorry to use that word. The, their online content as well. I don't think anybody as the magazine really. Not like um, not like Hustler has. But you would. I wouldn't know. About that. But, but I had a roommate once. You'd been told that Hustler's online content. Well, yeah, because is... what's in what's in the magazine they expand on in the. Well, I mean, I Larry. But then Hustler's such a trashy Larry, magazine. Larry Flint is a visionary, though. Of course. Yeah. I am a visionary. Great role by Woody Harrelson, by the way. Oh, he was terrific in it. Uh, in that, uh, the people is, versus. Is today Larry Woody Flint. Harrelson Day? Yeah, pretty much. We're is. Yeah, love, yes. about it. Much love to Woody Harrelson. I am a visionary. I'm Larry Flint. <laughs> That's I not half bad. Courtney Love dead on the bottom of a hot tub. You know, a lot of... A lot of <laughs> <laughs> That's why my hot tub needs to be repaired. The jet's so clogged with, with Courtney, Courtney Love's hair. Something's clogged. I, I do impressions of people in wheelchairs. That's all I specialize in. That's why Gene Simmons is so good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Gene Simmons. Gene is in a wheelchair, pretty much. Uh, all right, so uh, back to books. Books. <laughs> books without your pictures. Uh, they still make those? Yeah, they do. Um, but uh, uh, books, mm-hmm. and Zach was going to tell us about this, uh, you know, because the Kindle is the big thing. Right. Sony's putting out stuff. This uh, week. Uh, Barnes & Noble now has their reader. Yeah, they're going to get in on the action. They don't have a name for it yet. There's not a lot of details about the specs and everything, but it's coming. But here's what I notice about it. Mm-hmm. It's also not color. Right. The Kindle is not color. The Barnes & Noble reader will not be color. And I wonder Sorry. if the iPod uh, Touch is going to be. It will be, of course. Uh-huh. And but they're gonna coming out with a bigger screen. Now, why they? wouldn't Barnes & Noble and Amazon release a color thing first? I have the answer. They want you to buy the color one when it becomes available in two years. Because I'm telling you right now, Japan has a color one, and they're reading books and comic books well, actually, on electronic just devices. Just this week, actually, they they released the Kindle in 100 other countries, and it's the same one. That's kind of stupid. It's ridiculous. to. Why would you put out a black and white one first? Well, I think, I think Amazon, they're in the business of selling text. True. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, well, that's, that's, that, and that's, that's but all you that's need. if that's the case, why do they have several hundred magazines available for daily subscription? Exactly. The magazine industry, the comic know. book I'm industry. I'm defending them. Oh, they, no, you're not. Well, this yeah. isn't Star Wars. But, they, <laughs> but the Star Wars fan club <laughs> newsletter should be. Star Wars Insider should be on the digital. But all of these need to be on digital because that's the direction it's going. And mm-hmm. why would you release a black and white? Why would you even bother? And when, uh, you know, just, just a, kind of an insight, when I got a look at the uh, survey that they were putting out for Marvel about the digital comics, right. one of the biggest questions that kept coming up is, what application do you want to see this available for? And uh, the biggest answer they got back for was for the iPhone. Exactly. So people want to be able to, and if you have a Marvel digital, you mm-hmm. know that you can do it frame by frame. And so, you oh, know. wait. Um, well, I have a theory. Uh, Apple and iPod are owned by Steve Jobs. Yes. Who held, who owns part of Disney, which hmm. is now going Marvel. to own Marvel. Hmm. Well, but if you think if you think about it, that that iPod, I just saw the mm-hmm. the new size screen that they have on that, and the fact that you can actually uh, have you seen the driving game on the Touch? No. Uh, you just hold the. You, you hold the game. The, uh, it's the steering wheel. Acceler- what's it called? The but, accelerometer? Yeah. Uh, for for reading, the, though, I want something a little bigger than an iPhone. Well, no, no, no. They're, they're selling one that's, like, this yeah. big. And Apple's producing that one. And it will be color. You yep. know it will and be. And that'll probably be, I imagine that's that going to end be up being the, your next, your next uh, that's going to basically put uh, the Kindle out. It's going to put your, your smaller, uh, like your PlayStation I, Portable, I think, all that stuff. It's going to replace it I think a lot all. of the problem with the Kindle is the Kindle was kind of the first person to get into that market. And I was talking to, I had a really long conversation at Dragon Con with Mike Stackpole. He's like New York Times bestseller. He's mm-hmm. written like eight Star Wars novels. And he was talking about how all the publishers are just as late to the game as DC is. Yeah. Um, he said that he had... At launch of the iPhone, the first short stories like iPhone app, and uh, that was when the iPhone launched. And Random House, who's his publisher, just started one, and it doesn't even look well, half look, as look good how, as it is. Look and how late radio is to the iPhone. Uh, well, I was just going to bring that up. And it's because they're all owned by old white guys who just mm-hmm. don't get it. And uh, that's that's the problem in radio. That's the problem with publishing. Newspapers. My, my, Newspapers. my five-station cluster in yeah. uh, Sheep Rape is almost out of business because they just you, didn't understand the podcast. You know that they've got... Younger people who are in there saying, you know, boss, what you ought to do is. Mm-hmm. And because this person doesn't come to them with a, uh, a, power, sell that? a PowerPoint presentation and say that they're experienced as a consultant, they're not listening right. to them. I don't you know, know how you sell that. I bet that we could get some actors, a lot of work, coming in with PowerPoint presentations and saying that they're consultants. I am a consultant. This. Look at yeah. this. We could just yeah. send, uh, do you like my jewelry? How about my unbuttoned shirt? <laughs> what's, my what's the jacket? guy that plays Don Draper? We could just send him uh, John around. Ham. To... John Hamm. <laughs> I'd listen to anything that he was. How about James Conn? What was the last thing he was in? <laughs> I, I had dinner. With his brother a couple years back, John Ham? No, James Con's James brother. James Con's brother? Yeah, X Con? No, actually, I can't remember the guy's <laughs> what name. What about uh, James Con's sister? It Chaka. must have been a very no, memorable no, dinner. No, actually, no. It was it was a little pizza place in uh, Studio City, and there's this foul mouthed dude that looked really familiar, and he was swearing up a storm. And finally, the owner comes over and says, "Jimmy's brother is a bit of a loud mouth." And then it Jimmy's dawned on brother. me, it was James Con's brother. They're in a couple movies together. They are. Yeah. He was in some movies in the seventies with his brother. <laughs> I can't even place his face. Anyway, he's kind of a fat Italian guy. So books, Genericon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, didn't know where to go. Uh, uh, books is a good segue. Books, uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Doug going, Adams died. Doug Adams is dead. But did there he is, still write it? But there is a sixth book no. coming out. He did not write it. Uh, he had always intended to follow up, you know, to the fifth book with the sixth one, but he died 2001 before he could write it. So they got this uh, new 
author, Irish author, Owen Colfer, was asked to produce an authorized sequel to Hitchhiker's Guide. Authorized by whom? Authorized by the estate. Uh, I guess well, he did eventually get an estate because if you read his, if you read the early copies of his early books, he had no estate. There is nobody mm. in his family. Uh, the book is called "And Another Thing." It's in the stores now. It brings uh, Arthur Dent, his alien friend Ford Prefect, and two-headed galactic president Zaphod Beeblebrox back from the dead for a more wild adventure in outer space. But apparently, it's it's uh, it's not bad. It's not as good as Douglas Adams, yeah, but it, uh, it's uh, harmless. Uh, apparently, uh, apparently, it's self-contained. Yeah. Or, or as they say in the in the books, mostly harmless. Yeah, mostly harmless. So, if you're interested in that, someone read it and let us know. I, I will. I will take that sacrifice because I love. Because you uh, do. I love those books. Well, you've read uh, them Hitch- all. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is the book I have read the most. Really? Oh yeah. I've, 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 I think pro- I've probably read the first and, book. At, I think we all have books that we go back and, and you, read. You over did and love over. the long dark tea time of the soul. Of yes, the passion, I did. Didn't you? Uh, my favorite Doug Adams quote, by the way, is. Deadlines, I love deadlines. I love the sound as they whoosh by. <laughs> Does anyone else have a book they go back and read over and over? I honestly every year go back and read Vonnegut's catalog, his whole thing. Really? Yeah, all of it? All of it. Well, it's only like 20 books, yeah. but there, I mean, it takes like a, for takes me, like a, that's, that's a like, day to read. I don't know. I, like if, Bre- Breakfast of Champions will take you 45 minutes to yeah. read. No, I'm, I, I'm a really fast reader, and, and I kind of go crazy if I'm not finishing at least a book or two a week. Mm. Um. I'd have to be uh, taking an awful lot of shits to, to read that much. Because uh, that's where I Or read. as Shannon likes to say, grumpers. I would be taking an awful lot of long grumpers to read that much. I, that's where I read. I probably hit um, Stranger in a Strange Land by Robert Heinlein and, uh, maybe once every two years or so. By the and way, when is a movie going to get made out of that? that I don't think they could, uh, frankly. That's just, you know, a movie about the invention of the waterbed. It's just do it, Jeff, you and I. But uh, <laughs> that and I Am Legend, I've, I've read probably a dozen really? times. Yeah. Wow. Is it really? It's a good, scary book. I know Z Shutt's a reader. Yeah, I like Steinbeck novels. Really? Like Which ones? Grapes of Wrath is probably that one one's of my really favorite. Good. Grapes of Wrath is great from a historical perspective, too. I love the last shot of that book. The last shot of that book is so great. Oh, where where, where Rosa Sharn is uh, nursing the, yeah, the, the the homeless old man, the homeless old black guy that they yeah. found in the back of the boxcar. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, we are indie douchers. <laughs> Steinbeck is not indie. I mean, God, the things the things that almost happened to that guy after he wrote that book. The fact that he was living in in the Napa area and the townspeople literally showed up with a lynch mob to kill him because of the of the way he portrayed their area. It's good stuff. I go back to Hemingway a lot too. I told you I was going to turn into the indie doucher, but no, I mean. Hemingway is really good. And I've only actually, read uh, A Movable Feast. Uh, that's was the only book. one that I read. That's a really good book. It's Any, given to me by an old girlfriend of mine back, when she heard that I was going to Paris. Anyway. To geek stuff, though, like uh, I think I go back to The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay every every year or so. That's which, I still, really, which I still haven't read. That's a really, really good book. And it's if, if you're a self-respecting geek and you haven't read it yet. So which, uh, which uh, pro wrestler books have you read over and over again, um, Jeremiah? None really. None. I, oh come on! I hear the Mick Foley books are really Mick good. Foley Actually, books are okay, great. I read his second one one time. Yeah, great book. And it was, it's really interesting. A lot There's of, a lot I mean, of yeah, interesting road stories. Uh huh. Especially about how he lost his orange man. Yeah. Oh jeez. That is just horrifying. <laughs> I think I've only read a couple of books twice, and that's been Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Hunter S. and uh, Sock by Penn Jillette, which mm. is uh, the story of a sock monkey. Who, uh, who he tells the story of his owner's life, 
because he's always had the sock monkey, and the sock monkey is next to a radio. So the uh, as the sock monkey tells the story of this kid that grows up to become a uh, a diver who looks for dead bodies in rivers, uh, quotes lines from songs as he gets older. Hmm. It's really bizarre. Anyway, read it. Uh, back from the hoity-toity book club. No, wait. Yes. I just realized who could direct the Stranger in a Strange Land movie. Yeah. Michael Bay. Um, <laughs> what was that Hugh Jackman movie that came out of the, the Fountain? Oh, uh, Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky could do guy. Stranger in a Strange Land in a heartbeat. Oh, he could. Yeah. He could. Okay, there you go. Uh, all right. Uh, back to something a little bit more simple. Uh, there will be a J.J. Abrams' new show. It will be... You know how when you do a Hollywood pitch, yeah. you know when you need to pitch it to a, a studio executive, you need to dumb it down for him. The elevator pitch, and they always like you to reference other stuff. You know, imagine Lancelot Link and you know uh, <laughs> and Fight Club and the Flying Nun. I, and so what yeah, I like where this be. is going. Imagine Alias crossed with Felicity, exactly, but on an island. So this is this is the pitch for the new J.J. Abrams show. Okay. Imagine Mr. and Mrs. Smith and moonlighting. It's no. a, it's a, it's a uh, as they're calling it, a spy-fi show about uh, a married couple who work together as spies. I hope they have shoe phones. Now, didn't, isn't, this show sounds familiar, and I can't place it. Married couple who are spies. Heart to heart? Hmm. Spy kids? Uh, the, uh, a, Remington a, Steel before they hooked up at the end. But they weren't just, spies on Heart to Heart. But when they oh, met, Scarecrow and Mrs. King. When Scarecrow they met, and Mrs. King. Thank it you. was Moida. Uh, so yeah, I think this is uh, this has been done before. Let's do it again though. But because J.J. Abrams is doing it, oh, we'll take a look at it and make it. Uh, I hope they put. I hope he finds a role for Michael Vartan. <laughs> well, you know who he's going to have. Uh, oh, and this uh, Zach Shot will probably want to dash out and see this. Ooh, dashing. Dashing out, Zach Shot. I so, don't like, often do that. What is like, this? Like dash render. <laughs> it is uh, the uh, Star Trek The Exhibit, and it is up now 10,000 square feet of Star Trek ships, set recreations, costumes, props. Do you think they have a sovereign class? Uh, I don't know. Pierce is there. It is the, uh, it's at the Hollywood and Highland Center on Hollywood Boulevard. This is uh, uh, right next to Man's Chinese Theater, the Kodak Theater, you know, where it's held. The exhibit is set up, in, uh, and, and here's what you got. Recreation of the USS Enterprise D, the bridge. Cool. Mm. So you can sit in the chair. I bet they have it roped off. You though. can get your picture taken in Picard's chair, and you can rub it like this. Smell the glove. Wesley. Well, if you're going to rub it like that, I'm there. <laughs> Smell the glove, Wesley. Shinzon's throne. Well, maybe we don't need that from Nemesis. Ugh. A replica of the sick bay from Next Gen. Cool. Uh, the ship's sick bay was the setting for a lot of the stuff. Uh, recreation of the engineering room from the Enterprise D. The original series captain's chair recreation with a green screen. Oh. So you can have, you know, your background put in, whatever you want, and a genuine prop. Can I just have a backdrop of it floating in space? There were, <laughs> I want Space Lincoln sitting hey! behind me. I want to be sitting in the captain's chair with Space Lincoln sitting behind me. Space Great Lincoln and how about, Space no. Apollo. How about, yes. if you're, how about if your Kirk chair was superimposed on the lap of Lincoln, and then you had, like, some other thing superimposed on your lap? The Yarnick. Yeah. Or superimposed on Shadow's toupee. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could be like uh, it could be like that that Howard kid, you know, in his little ball yes. gown. Would you body... like some Tranya? Do you find my body temperature disturbing, Captain? All right. I always thought it was the naughtiest line on Star Trek that never was <laughs> naughty. Uh, recreation of Quark's Bar from Deep Space Nine. See, I would never leave. 
which will be used for live music and special event entertainment. I, I hope Warren's Warn, there. And uh, from the new Star Trek movie, uh, Seven Costumes Could for Seven imagine? Brothers. Could you imagine working at that bar and having them say, like, okay, you get to dress like a Ferengi to work at this bar. Oh, you've so, got to go yeah, to but work. Think about all the guys that are only five foot four and have all that rage. Now they have a job. Now here's the cool okay. thing about this. The reason I brought this up is yes. not only I know that Zach Shuttle dash out and do this, um, but it's only ten fifty to sixteen fifty, depending on what you want to do. Oh. Remember how much the uh, Star Trek experience Star Trek God, experience was? It was really expensive. It was like what it was four, almost over, fifty it was, bucks. Yeah. It was fifty bucks or un, un, more un, for un, that. until the bitter end. Then it was two for one, and then it was fifty bucks for both. So you can you go online. It's it's there until like January. It's it's open now. That explains why the Star Trek experience failed. Because if even I had been Vegas when it was open, I wouldn't have gone in. I wouldn't have paid the money for oh, it. it. If, if I'd been there, I would have paid. You know it's expensive. You know it's overpriced, but I paid anyway. It is uh well by the time this airs, I'll have already been. But uh, that Star Wars in concert. And tickets, the cheapest tickets were forty bucks a pop. Oh yeah, you know, you know there have and, and as of this recording, this is before the show. They're having trouble selling them. Really? Mm-hmm. As oh. as I said, they would. I I would like. I don't to care see... if they have trouble selling them. I've got mine, and I'm going to see it. <laughs> God damn it! I would I would like to see somebody take an aircraft hangar and just rebuild Echo Base. <laughs> you know, that's all you want. You know how big the Millennium Falcon is? How big? I don't know. Sue has a recording. Oh, <laughs> Zing. Jeff, you want to tell the story because it's on the web. It'll be on the website as you hear this. It'll Actually, I'm going website. to do it. I'm going to animate it. I'm going to do Lego Carrie and Lego Sue's talking about yes. William Falcon. I could get that to Lucasfilm. <laughs> get it animated in the Clone Wars style. Speaking of Clone Wars. Speaking of Clone Wars, how how good is that season two? Oh man, season two is it's knocking my socks off. There's only been three. And this is a guy who regularly has his socks knocked off. Mm -hmm. No, I'm constantly searching for socks after Star Wars, anything, but Clone Wars more so. I do have to agree. It knocks two pairs of socks off. It 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 it, when when Brian recommends something Star Wars, everybody's kind of well, we'll see. You know what? But I agree with this one. This one's huge. You know what socks it knocked off of them? Those uh, 1970s rainbow colored toe socks. That's how he even had the sock suspenders on. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, hard they just flew hit. off. They actually left an indentation in the wall. And the rubber nipples on my knees. But no, uh, sir, I don't <laughs> like it. Well, what what had me with season two was, and I made you guys watch this, was the uh, the, the zero gravity mm-hmm. fight scene. Something we've all reenacted in uh, in there that was just great. I thought because you you had a, a stormtrooper with magnetic shoes and a Gatling cannon and a yes. Gatling cannon like old painless and on predator the ceiling. on the ceiling, walking yes. on the ceiling. And and Lionel Richie was nowhere to be seen. What what really got me was the physics that they they I don't know how, but you really got the impression. Uh, when when Anakin was flipping around, uh, cutting everything up. I mean, I don't know if he's doing force pushes to get around well, or not. And, but and and stormtroopers were floating around well, and getting hit, and it was um, Ahsoka jumping from droid to droid. Yeah, that was I really like that cool. they finally color Ahsoka, not snips. I, I like. I don't mind snips. <laughs> I didn't mind the sky guy thing either, but I didn't hate the animated but, movie. But what was also cool in that episode was they needed to get onto the bad guy oh, ship, yeah. so they dropped walkers onto the. Hull of the bad guy ships, and the walkers had magnetic feet. They were walking. Oh, that was cool. That was really cool. Because that's yeah. something I'd do with my toys. You know what's happened here? Seriously, there's there's been a lot of cool Star Wars over the last couple of years, but people got so burned out from the. And just I like Jeff is actually being smart to give himself some distance between mm-hmm. uh, Battlestar Galactica and when he's going to sit down and watch it. We got so overhyped um, that that I think a lot of us ended up burning out on it, and in some cases, 
not because it was awful, just because our expectations we were, were so incredibly high and we were so burned out. Now, now that we've got some distance and and we're able to actually enjoy it again, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm think, seeing a lot of people are really starting to dig on it. This show is exploring a lot of the stuff that people wanted to see Jedi doing in the movies, but there wasn't time to. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, there's this new the, the newest episode that I've seen, which is the third episode of the season. They need to get some information out of somebody who's not weak-willed at all. And they're, they're talking about, like, well, we can try the Jedi mind trick. And they're like, he's too strong-willed. And they're like, well, we can do it much more aggressively. And so <laughs> Mace, and Mace Windu, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Anakin, Jedi mind rape Cad Bane. <laughs> the three of them. The, the three of them. The three of them together are... It's the most. What, what, what was that term again? Jedi mind rape. Jedi go. mind rape. That's yeah. the that's the radio version. Did they use Jedi roofies oh, what, first, or yeah, what an oh, excellent oh, band man. name, yeah, Jedi mind rape. <laughs> but it, it's it was one of the most it, it was one of the most intense things I've seen on that show, and they're they're doing all kinds of stuff like that. You know, we're seeing Jedi holocrons being used. We're seeing uh, you know parts of the Jedi Temple we hadn't seen. Um, I like the nursery, like the zero G fights with. Uh, that, that we watched, you know, there are all kinds of stuff like that that we want to see Jedi doing. That they're, we yeah, they're doing some really cool stuff. I, I was watching those two episodes, and I realized, uh, like, 45 minutes into it, I, I haven't seen R2-D2. What the hell? And I don't miss him because I love R2-D2, and, and I didn't care. Well, he was there. He was in the He showed fight. up eventually, but uh, I thought it was really something that uh, they're really adva- – they're making me like these characters that I – don't initially like. Like Anakin. Like Anakin. See, and the thing I want to tell people is that a lot of people went out and saw the movie, the uh, the animated film. The Clone Wars movie that Jeff and, just is still recovering from. And you know what? <laughs> it was that's, boring. That's it was a symptom, boring. That's really a symptom of the, fa- the, the fact that George Lucas did his, his sort of classic, uh, hey, guys, I want you to start an animation studio. And by the way, while you're doing it, you're going to do a season of a TV show. <laughs> and so they literally started with three employees. And you can tell the genesis. Those are the first three episodes that that yeah. that, that movie. Big learning curve. To, oh, now and and they're the first to admit that. And the animation quality and the depth. Of, well, in the storytelling. Uh, yeah, the, exactly. the first season was fun of of Clone Wars. Uh, just okay though. Uh, but well, the second season is just blowing me away. Well, no, I, I I didn't see the movie, um, which when I actually saw it is after I'd seen probably five or six episodes of the season. And uh, it had me cracking up with just Jar Jar, which is a character that was so, in some cases, really... Oh, Bombad Jedi? Yeah, the Bombad Jedi was hysterical because I remember a lot of people thinking when Jar Jar first came out that maybe he was Force-sensitive because he seemed to be awfully lucky. <laughs> His clumsiness <laughs> yeah. was incredibly lucky. The fact that, you know, Jar Jar, as clumsy as he was, destroyed a lot of crap on the battlefield. I never thought of that. And so here he is in this episode where he blows up Padme's ship. Everything he does is completely oh, accidental. He's he's Parsable, for one thing. I mean, he's the perfect Parsable character. But um, the, the fact that they played up on that, you know, that they, they all were just so convinced that he was that way because he was a, a Jedi Knight. You know? um, and the stories that they're telling are so interesting, like in between the characters. This next episode, which will have aired... By the time you hear this, it, it looks like it's a remake of uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Notorious. Hmm. They have a separatist that they need spying on, so they send Padme out to uh, to go seduce him. And Anakin has to be her protector and watch all of this going on. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Does, does she get poisoned at the end? I hope so. And I hope that Claude Rains shows up. And, and it, <laughs> it was her father? Um, <laughs> he was a separatist but, spy uh, But, and, that, I mean, th- that's the kind of storytelling that... And, uh, well, and see. later in the season, I guess we're going to get more uh, bounty hunters. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this season's subtitles, Rise Bosk. of the Bounty Hunters. Bosk is in it. Boba Fett is in it. 
Um, Boba, not not yeah. Jen- well. Django's Django yeah. got well, his yeah. head young off. young Boba though. Mm-hmm. Mostly, um, it's just Boba wandering around with his dad's severed head. Uh, we're also seeing Mandalorians um, that aren't that don't have any affiliation with the the Fets, uh, and which actually caused a bit of a row with some people that were writing books about Boba Fett, and they ended up just quitting uh, because this was changing all the canon of what they wanted to do. Yeah, what's well, mm-hmm. happened before? They should uh, they should just. Write what's already been established because yeah. every every time they try to do something off canon, they, they go through and do something that's official canon. I mean, Boba Fett was supp- <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett was supposed to be uh, some Jester sort of, Maria, yeah, the yeah some sort of protector. sheriff. Yeah. Um, wow. But uh, no, the show <laughs> the show is really top notch, and it's the highest rated animated cartoon on television, and it's the highest rated cartoon that Cartoon Network's ever run. It's it's out. You mean it's out pulling like uh, uh, Family Guy and Simpsons? And that's all that's what really I've, that's what I've read. Wow. That's yeah, a big boon for Cartoon Network. It's not. It's yeah. it's not bad. It's, so, it's pretty any, good. Any news on the live action show? Uh, well, I, I, when TV I was series? at Dragon Con, the news about the live action series um, is that right now the only people who know anything for certain are George, Rick McCallum, and the writers. And they're going through pre-production this whole year. They're planning on starting to shoot early next year, spring next year. No casting decisions have been made, although there was some hints that Daniel Logan, the kid who played Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones, will be reprising his role as Boba Fett. Hmm. He'd be like 19, 20 and, now. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And that uh, they're going to finish a season before we hear any – where they're going to shoot an entire season before well, we hear anything about The last hint I heard was that it was going to be in between three and four. Oh yeah, it is. It is between there. three and four. If it were me, it would be the adventures of Obi Wan Kenobi doing the Jedi teaching through Luke's window in the middle of the night. Because um, <laughs> you got to admit, two years from nothing to one master is. I'm watching what was it, you. Four years. I'm watching you. you had to well, have had I mean, some that, training. that just goes to show how badass. Let's not. And, get he, and he had to have gone to Dagobah uh, too because it did seem awful. But uh, but uh, this uh, we're going to see. We're not going to see anything until they've got an entire an entire year. Shot. All right. So, and they're saying 2011, late 2011 is probably where we're going to see it. They still don't have any idea of a network or anything? Huh? No, no. And, and, Do you and think they really, really have to shop that one around, though? They're well, just they basically going to say, who wants it? They had to shop Clone Wars around because uh, they were really worried that, uh, I mean, Clone Wars is more PG-13 than than PG. It's it is now, yeah. And uh, they were worried that no one was going to take it for prime time for kids or afterwards because it's not adult enough, and they're thinking this is going to be a PG-13 sort of show, too, TV-14. Just imagine how much you would have killed for that when you were younger, though. Oh, I, I mean, instead we got Ewoks, droids, and the holiday special. Ooh. Uh, Please. Those, those were still good recovering. times, indeed. Ah, <laughs> uh, the droids cartoon. All right. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all, right. all we have time for. We're done. Sorry. Unless oh, you guys man. have something you want to recommend real quick. I know Jeff's got some yeah. books. I want to talk about a rash. Some books. Um, we're talking about how they're going away. Books? I, I found... This is my favorite line of books out right now. It's called Hard Case Crime, and I was turned on to it by Ed Brubaker in his criminal uh, book for Icon. They look like uh, old pulp yeah. books yes, that you do. would get at uh, truck stops for yeah. 50 cents. Well, like, for example, this one's called Lucky at, Ca- Lucky at Cards by the by the award-winning crime writer Lawrence Block. He handled cards like a master, but could he handle her? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, I I'm guessing don't. maybe. <laughs> I love these illustrations. I'm guessing he'll try. Yeah, I'm guessing she handles. Now him. I want to know though is is it, is it as good as Mickey Spillane actually playing my camera? Mickey Spillane, it, a couple of the Mickey Spillane books have been reissued in the hard case nice. crime with these kind of kind of covers. 
And for those who love Draculas and love crime. I like Blackulas. I'm bringing this back up again. The Joe Pitt case books by Charlie Houston, beginning with Already Dead. The first novel is basically a vampire detective is investigating a zombie outbreak. A vampire detective? Yep. He is a vampire? He's a vampire. I was going to say, he's not a detective who investigates vampires. No, he is a vampire he, detective. He's a vampire. It's Joe Pitt himself. Does he it, live in L.A.? Uh, uh, imagine a vampire mythos done by Quentin Tarantino. Ooh. Yeah. I'd like These to see a Quentin Tarantino vampire. There are four of them out you right did. now. From Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn, that's right. Yeah. Well, of course, I'm those are Mexican vampires. A whole different type of vampire. They're scarier. Uh, they're here to take our American vampire jobs. Yeah, they are. Mexican vampires. They are. Well, actually, they're here to take our our cargo loads of trucked goods. (laughs) I'd much rather see an Antonio Banderas vampire than that that kid that's in uh, Twilight. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. I'm I'm making a full line of Twilight action figures, actually. I always want to call him Cedric. (laughs) Twifires. Twifires. Because he died in the movie. Because he died, and that's what needs to happen in the Twilight movie. All right. Uh, Anything else before we go? Anyone? Anyone? Like us night. Oh, we're taking care of that. Like us night. We got that. Got some work. And we'll have a uh, zombie Doug Wright by uh, yeah, available at your uh, your local di. There's a couple of these floating around. I think <laughs> yeah. Sa- savers, I believe. Savers. Thank you for a buck. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh. That's good. Uh, after uh, yeah. Mm. So thank you, Doctor Volts. Thank you, PC Laptops. Uh, anime bonsai. Oh, that's over. <laughs> that was so movie cool. Night. I like that kid that was dressed up like Inuyasha. He looked uh, like a kid in a movie. Red night is what I want to talk about on the twenty fifth. It's uh, the theme is Eat Me, Shaun of the Dead, Return of the Living Dead, and uh, Bring Food for the Utah Food Bank. Ruby Cinema Pub, six seventy seven South, two hundred West, five p.m. And uh, there's a good chance they actually serve liquor by the time movie night hits. Yeah. Mm, yes, there's a chance. Yes, there is close. Chance, It'll be close. Uh, thank you, Comcast Channel One, Utah on Demand, for invading my basement and uh, uh, that's good so anyone yeah. are, we, are we talking about ham ham yeah um, I'm confused more uh, ham. how about uh, Jedi mind rape more ham that's a good well, that's good that's right. let's, let's Jedi make more rape. drinks with ham make more drinks with him okay. drink more ham. all right drink. Bring, bring more ham to movie night I don't want to bring more ham. Canned, canned ham canned ham to movie night that's non-perishable right. that's it Rearrange the whole game with my fucking sound Bags. Won't even say your own name when I come around Bags. Stay on top but remain from the underground Bags. To this day and we all in the family Ever since Exhibicus been Been on some pimp shit Approach every woman like a potential mistress Shine bright, make sure that I stay tight Cause tonight I might meet my next ex-wife yeah. Mr. Big Chief Reaper uh-huh. Exhibit uses dick like a pizza yeah. I'm running through and money come out Running your mouth, I have somebody running your house Rower your sponsor, have a little fun in the couch it was bound to happen. I can't give you what you lackin' whenever you hit them other